Welcome back to Beards and Brews. This week's review is going to be Ernest Scared Stupid from 1991. Fellas, it is amazing how much mileage a man can get out of his face. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was actually one of like one of those repeated viewing movies for me growing up as a child. So like I knew I was going to have a lot of fun going into this. I'm super excited to talk about it. I've, I, I mean, I could tell you my my closing statement right now. I fucking love it. I've yeah. always loved it. This is literally the perfect kids Halloween movie. You can't beat it. Yeah, it's definitely a great way to get kids introduced to the horror genre because it's just it's wacky, it's silly, but man, like the visual effects are actually really good. And, like, the huggle-looking guy, the fucking um, the troll or whatever, like, that's... If that was in a serious movie, like an 80s movie, that would be fucking awesome. You know? Now, you, you brought up the, you know, the special visual effects and all that stuff. The whole time I was watching, I had this feeling that I had seen these creatures, or at least the, the their ilk before. I was like, man, you know, whenever the, the other trolls start coming out, I was like, I've seen these things. They You're going to say killer cool. clowns from outer space? Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, yeah, I think so, because I looked up the special effects guy, Charles Chiodo. Same motherfucker. Oh, he's just like, hey. <laughs> Jim Barney was just like, hey, isn't that the same thing from the other movie? No, no, no. This one's got two noses. This one's got two dicks for noses. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he ain't was, nothing but trouble. It was very yeah. reminiscent of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I'm completely okay with that. 100%. But yeah, let's let's just give like a little spotlight to Jim Varney as Ernest P. Worrell. This guy, he's the dumb guy with the heart of gold. But man, there is just something so genuine about his performance. This just makes it so entertaining. Yeah. I don't know this man personally. There's no fucking way I could. Uh, he's dead now. Rest in peace. Um, holy shit. Do I remember growing up and wanting to watch every one of his fucking movies, whether they were good or bad? I wanted to watch him. I fucking loved this dude. The yeah. the natural chemistry that he has on the screen and with these kids, it's not in any way creepy vibe, by the way. It's yeah. just him like, hey, let's have a good time, kids, because... I like having fun, and I like making you guys smile. And you can tell every scene that he's in with these kids, these kids have natural, big fucking smiles, like whenever they got to go see Santa in the mall. Like, uh, a big thing that I noticed is he talks to them like they are equals, and mentally they might very well be equals, but, like, every other adult in these movies talk to the children as if they're, like, some underling, some, like, lesser being. Yeah. Ernest gives the kids a little bit more respect, I feel like. And I think that's the ticket. I think that's what won us over, like, years ago and why this movie holds up nostalgically as well as a movie, like, on its own merits. Yeah, that's the reoccurring theme in each one of the films, too, is, like, as a kid with parents, which we all were, you had those Wait, moments you guys where, like, parents? maybe, <laughs> where it's like, Mom, Dad, this happened. Oh, my God. And, like, listen you're full of shit or you lie too much. I don't trust you as to where Ernest literally like later in the movie, he has that unconditional love and that trust. You might be lying, but he's going to give you the benefit of the doubt to fuck him over because he loves you that much. Yeah. The sweetness of the character almost supersedes the whole movie. Like take Ernest out of this movie. Not a good movie. Like no. I can't like give it any props. Like the acting's bad whatever some of the setups are just kind of like laughable but just jim varney as ernest p Whirl gives this movie a shot for the moon it's insane how lovable this guy is and how much i wanted him to triumph by the end of this movie yeah i wish that we could we could recreate this feeling in movies today i know they try but it just doesn't work it feels like hand-fisted and they're just like you're gonna do it yeah. But fuck, like each one of these movies, even when they were bad, even when they were bad, you were still pulling for Ernest. You still wanted him to win. And I'll tell you, like, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I've watched, I haven't watched all of the Ernest movies. I remember watching, like, uh, Ernest Goes to 
camp, Ernest goes to jail, and Ernest goes to school. I think those are... I think I've seen those. And none of them really have the same... Like, I like... They were enjoyable at the time. But there's something fucking special about Ernest Scared Stupid. I'm I'm right there with you. 100%. This is the piece de resistance of Jim Varney. This is his Hail Mary that somehow with all this fucking shit acting in the background, you can literally ignore it. You don't care. Yeah, uh, kids I pretty much always give like a dismiss to. Like, yeah, if their acting is bad, kids are fucking awkward anyway. Make a kid an actor and it's just gonna double that. So it's it's whatever. Yeah, and then they try some kind of John Wade impression. You're just like, huh. Ernest is a cube, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he is. Alright, so let's introduce a couple of these characters. We've already talked a good bit about Ernest P. Worrell. He's like, you know, uh, he's a garbage man, I guess, but he, he has all kinds of, like, contraptions, uh, gadgets attached to this. Uh, sort of like, I equated it kind of to, like, data from the Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they they keep talking about how dumb Ernest is. You know, he's dumber and dumber and dumber. That's a literal line. But this dude has fucking automated machines. Like, whenever they make that treehouse later, holy shit! This dude's a fucking genius. He's just not supervised and goofy. Maybe he has, yeah. like, ADHD or something like that. Like, I'm sure, like, in today's world, some doctor would prescribe something for the poor gentleman, and Mm -hmm. then he has a desk job selling insurance. But, you know, in the early 90s, he can get away with being a jack-of-all-trades. Hashtag dashing rogue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, of course, he's got his little, you know, his best buddy, Rimshot, a little, what is it, Jack Russell Terrier? That's Wishbone. That's that's straight-up Wishbone. I don't care what anybody says. It's pretty much Wishbone. Did... Rimshot come before Wishbone, though? Uh, I think so, because the dog for Wishbone is called something else, and I know that this one's called Barkley. I I unfortunately did have to look up, because I was like, that's Wishbone. Let me check. No, fuck. (laughs) I, too, was like, that's Wishbone. But I know what you're saying, 100%. That's Wishbone. And the dog itself is a great actor. Like, this <laughs> whole exactly thing. Like, what his, I was going to say. I'll like, tell I you, the understand. dog is the best actor in this movie. Oh, no. Like, not better than Jim. Like, but, like, as an actor, like, way better than the fucking kids and the other adults in this movie because, like, his cues were fucking perfect. Like, that bit later on, we'll get to it. Uh, they're having, like, a scuffle. I'm like, wait a minute. Who's piloting this truck? Oh, it's the dog. And I believe it. Rimshot's <laughs> yeah. got this all day. Yeah, he's like, all right, cool. Another bit. Ernest is setting up that giant, oversized, ravenous bear trap. He's like, Rimshot, give me the stick, Rimshot. I'm sorry that I said you were ugly. He's just like, nah, man, I'm keeping the stick. And then then he watched him die. Yeah. And he was like, just so you know, Ernest, if you die first, I'm going to eat you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fucking ravenous. (laughs) I forgot about it until just now. Yeah, me too. He's looking me. Ah, whatever. I'll put a card up at the link. Fucking listen to it. (laughs) If you liked Ernest Scared Stupid, you'll probably like (laughs) Ravenous. Watch this with your children next. Yeah, it's like really bad Netflix suggestions. It's like, oh, you like the Gummy Bear Palace. Well, here's Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, (laughs) Care Bear movie. And the direct link after that is Fuck Me Where I Stink. That, uh, that that took me on a journey. I'm just like, oh, I know what that means. But what if I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but no, man. those not to get off track, but those Netflix suggestions get really weird. Like, if you do uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, it sends you in, like, so many different directions. You want children's movies. You want Christmas movies. You want Halloween movies. <laughs> like, you're that, uh, you almost sound like that dude from Resident Evil 4. It's just like... What you sounding, stranger? He just got a bunch of horse shit just like <laughs> hanging around, vaguely related to what you want. Just a stranger. Yeah. What you buying? 
fucking love that dude. Oh, you yeah. can have a box of cereal or some gummy bears or a human kidney. <laughs> He's so close to the mic. <laughs> he just leans in all hard. <laughs> All right, oh, so uh, the other main characters in this movie, and I'm using my finger quotes again, we've got the little boy, what's his name, Kenny? Yes. He's like Ernest's best friend. Like, I I remember these kids just as they kind of appear. You yeah. have little girl, you have yeah. bowl cut, and yeah. not Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Uh, not Macaulay Culkin in my head was more like um, fucking... I know he had some kind of an acting career, but I remember him most from the music video for Everclear's Father of Mine. Just like a big, like, fucking moon face. Can I say moon face? Look, this kid had, like, blonde hair and glasses. I'm just like, I've seen my girl, that fucker's gonna die. Spoiler (laughs) alert. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other, quote, main character, other than the children, is, uh... Fucking Eartha Kitt is in this as old lady whatever. Hackmore. Hackmore. Now, do I know who this woman's from? Because I swear to God she was Rita Repulsa from the Power Rangers. Wrong. That's that's Catwoman <laughs> from the old, old Batman. Uh, oh. Yeah. Eartha Kitt has been in a lot of things. She's also like a singer, songwriter, like a, like a soul singer back in the day. Um, oh. Also, I think she's repeatedly referenced in the boondocks. That's <laughs> one of those things. Yeah. Now, I want to bring attention to the fact that Eartha Kitt throughout this entire movie is the eccentric yet down to, you know, not really down to earth, the realistic character. Like, she knows what's going on and she responds realistically other than, you know, the flamethrower bit because... The trolls are running wild, and they're not really trying to hurt anybody at the the later bit. And it's fucking good because one's like grr, and she's just like fuck you, and hits it with a purse in the face. No, that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> she does. She does a really good job in this. But she's yeah, she's sort of like the old lady who lives on a big chunk of property, and it's all like cluttered with garbage art and. I don't know, just weird, wishy, junker town stuff. And like the mayor and everything just doesn't like it because there's just junk everywhere, even though it's way out on the side of town, like out of sight, out of mind. They're just like, ah, most unorthodox. Get her out of here. I don't know why he's fucking <laughs> British. He just did. Hey, you gotta, you gotta get it out to that Hackmore place. Get rid of all that junk. She's like, I don't have any junk. I have art. Uh, so those are expressions of the soul. And they're just like, I don't get it. Get out. She fucking pulls a flamethrower on Ernest. A flamethrower. And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, I always wanted to make love to an angry welder. <laughs> that's uh, that's Jaws, the revenge. <laughs> oh. oh, That's no. right. Yeah. Man. Hang on. And card. Listen. <laughs> But yeah, this property honestly is pretty impressive. It's a big chunk of land and it's just cluttered with like I'll tell you, American pickers would have a field day here. <laughs> Fuck. You ain't yeah, like, wrong. Fucking Mario and Luigi rolling up on your fucking lawn like huh, got a Volkswagen Beetle in there. Hey, how much <laughs> for that old standard oil sign? That is art. <laughs> the best I can do is fifty dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just don't trust the fucking pudgy one. I just don't. I don't trust either one of them. Fucking the pudgy one or fucking old Adam Levine. That's our cast thus far. We got a couple other people that come and go unimportantly. Mostly uh, the bully kids. They're there a few times. And then you got the fucking dad who is... You want to talk about a useless, worthless cop. I know for the movie he's supposed to be, but holy shit. Yeah. I- I'm just thinking like, the the sheriff in this town is supposed to be like the mayor of Amityville, and I'm just like, but this guy's like way more dumb. Like, I know like, Ernest <laughs> is supposed to be like, dumb dumb, but like, yeah. even as a cop, he had multiple parents in his office pleading for his help, and he's like, ah, don't worry about it, they're just at the school. Go look at that school. That's where kids go, right? 
Yeah, yeah I'm a cop. The school. Let, the fucking the kid doesn't come back. He doesn't come back from the treehouse. He didn't come back last night. And they literally do not report their child missing until the next night. Like a whole day of no kid. And then they're just like, yeah, our kid didn't come back the other day. Well, we don't know that that parent didn't, like, call it in and was dismissed again by the cop. And then this is where they finally, like, break down and, like, hey, other parents have kids missing? Let's go down there and give that cop a, a, you know, a piece of my mind. Mm, Fair enough. Now, I would say the sheriff has the, even as a kid, he has a line that I've always fucking hated because... You know, he's always dismissing Kenny and that kind of thing. And it's supposed to be like a redemption arc for him at the end where he's like, Kenny, go get him, Kenny. And I'm like, why the fuck does he say his name twice? And I hated it. And I've always hated it. And whenever I saw it in the film again, I was like, fuck you. I wish those clowns would have shot you. <laughs> I just didn't like how he had those fucking Borat thumbs up. Like, you get him, Kenny. You're shit. Oh, nice. But the kids, they've got like their original, like, Playhouse, their haunted house, or whatever. The three, like, original kids. And like you said, they got the bully brothers. They come and tear it down and be bullies. I don't know. They they run to Ernest and, you know, they decide to make a bigger one. A better one. You know, in defense of the Ottomans. Yeah. (laughs) That's another thing that I love Ernest for, is the little character montages. We only yeah. get a couple of them in this movie, but it, they're just great how he can play all of these little, like, like the Caesar character, uh, the the uh, the Ottoman, the old lady with the fucking neck brace. Oh, this oh yeah. Really use drapes. Now, <laughs> two things I love about this. One, which I think you'll like, is that he is a finely trained classical actor. So he, he's, you know, he could do anything. And two, like, as we're watching this guy go through these multiple personalities, quote unquote, there are moments where you see Ernest not in clothes or anything, like in costume. So this is basically what the kids are seeing as Ernest is doing his spiel, trying to explain his points. Yes. Like, it, he's just being, you know, making the voice and articulating his body gesticulations and to them they see Caesar they see the Botswanian lumberjack who's never worked because there ain't no treat in Botswana (laughs) that fucking had me rolling (laughs) I ought to know there's no trees in Botswana I've never worked a day in my life (laughs) yeah that's uh, that was just a great bit all of it yeah and so I need dress shield (laughs) the idea behind this whole movie is a troll has been haunting this place in fucking wherever they are. Unimportant. Missouri. And yeah, Missouri. Oh, yeah. I just had that down as strange things are afoot in Briarville. <laughs> nice. This troll in the past was captured by Ernest's great, great descendant. And the troll puts a, uh, or great, great ancestor, I'm sorry. And he, you know, puts a curse on Ernest's bloodline. He's like, your family's going to get dumber. And sure enough, they do. And it, you know, leads up to Ernest, who is also the only person who can free the troll, which he does by a jackass. Like, Uh, okay, total jackass move, but he is just so wholesome. Like, I just almost hold nothing against him. You know? It's it's like, oh, on the eve of Halloween, like tonight, and you need a whirl, just like you, Standing at this tree, like I am now, you know. I just have to knock three times and say the following incantation. Fucking, I love it. He knocks and he's like, Trogdor, come burn and eat the village with the thatch roof cottages. <laughs> I have him down as Trontor the Boogernator. Yes. <laughs> he is. Oh, double dick nose. I just uh, love that Ernest has some booger lips and it sticks. Like, <laughs> does it stick or is that just his own running gag? That's what I love about it. Because he says it like three or four times in the movie. He's like, oh, there you are, booger lips. And he's just like, blah, blah, blah. just well, like, all mean. 
if you notice any of the trolls, like, they are constantly just, like, snotting. Like, they need some kind of antihistamine. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just that time of season, you know, hay fever. And this is where the movie starts to get some wills under it, and we get some expo dumps that are done cleverly. Um, there's... The movie... I, I'll say this. The movie is extremely well thought out, but the budget for the acting just isn't there. Like, it's it's a fucking gem in the rough. It's so good, but somehow bad that you don't even notice. It's it's really fucking weird how good it is for what it is. It has, like, a level of absurdity that you would find in a movie like, uh, like UHF or something like that that kind of, like, keeps you going, like, keeps you giving, like, little treats and stuff, keeps trailing you along. And on top of that, just the level of wholesomeness you get from Jim Barney is just insane. Yeah. And we get uh, a little clue once he runs back to Eartha Kit, and he's like, Oh, no, I freed a demon. What are we going to do? <laughs> Dude, I love how he just ran up to the sheriff's house. Like, you don't understand. He was about yay big. He looked like a giant furry egg. No, he's a troll. Help me. <laughs> he looked like Mr. Potato Head, but his head was the size of a watermelon. <laughs> And he yelled that to a closed door, just trying to get his point across. Yeah. And then he fucking goes to tell Eartha Kit, and she's like, you're the one that's got to stop him because you're a world. He's like, I can't do that. that that's eighth-level Mario Brothers difficult. <laughs> that's that's pretty difficult. All the kids in the audience are just like, yeah, he's right. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Eartha Kit luckily has a couple of books like a book specifically on this and is like all right here's how we we're gonna kill this uh this troll <laughs> what killed me about this scene is that she goes through a book like a literal book of exposition and about how the world that's supposed to save the day is supposed to be dumb and in the most genuine way Ernest is just like huh has that book got any more pictures yes that's such a good fucking line. I loved it. Man. But now it's like to go gear up. Yeah, he's uh, it's the junk store, but they got all kinds of junk. Luckily, yeah, they've yeah. got all kinds of junk that is good for um, troll hunting. That's that's a surplus store, okay? He gets everything he needs for troll hunting, from the troll floss water, from the troll lure, to the troll traps, to the trolling motor. And it all comes out to $1,749.98. Plus tax. And they're even going to throw in the Troll Love Songs vinyl. <laughs> I mean, I they have that. Yeah, the fact that they had it ready and just like yeah. raring to go. Just in case you need something soothing to listen to, you know, after this is all over. Like, this is how live action cartoons should be made. It's fucking great. Like I mentioned the absurdity earlier, like, that carries on with those two fellows through the whole movie. Like, like um, later on in the movie, we see that they're, they're trying to put, like, a billboard or whatever, and the small guy falls down. And, he's, it, like, the billboard is just of his own face. And they're driving a truck later on at night, and that piece of sticker with his face on it is still covering his entire body. But he's, like, driving this truck. Yeah. <laughs> just running gags for the people who's out there paying attention. It's good. And then they start talking about ways that they can catch the troll. He's like, oh, you gotta make the troll trap. And he's like, well, human sacrifice is definitely a last resort, but it's still an option. It's not off the table. Yeah, yeah. he didn't rule it yeah. out or anything. Yeah, the uh, the two guys, the brothers that work at the junk store, kind of like humoring him in helping him like set up all this troll capture stuff. Really, they just want to make more money. And... Uh, I don't know. They do it all right. The the big one kind of looks like uh, fucking Boss Hog. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Yeah, I, I I always picture them as like a weird pin and teller. But one definitely looks like an eight teller. <laughs> oh, I've seen them in a ton of stuff, but then like that's like their shtick. Like they are the joke. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They're in Ernest Saves Camp, and they make one of these big Doctor Seussian contraptions that blows bubbles and fang danglers and pum bubblers and whatever. And in Ernest Saves uh, Christmas, they're the security guards. Yes, I've seen that one. 
We're, we're just having like an earnest a thon or something. Bobby! Bobby just jumps out. <laughs> He's got that fucking gun. He's pointing it, point it all hard at Ernest, and he's just got that little I ain't got no teeth gum mouth look, and he's like, man, just telling oh, Ernest to get back in Yeah, he looks like uh, the old guy from um, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes, Eustace Banks! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the meantime, <laughs> uh, a couple more kids have been snatched up and turned into these little wooden dolls that Trogdor keeps putting inside of his uh, tree. And when he does that, these Brussels sprout boogers start to grow on the tree, which are, I guess, like eggs or something? I have them down as spores. They start out of these little tiny nubs, and then they grow and get, like, juicy and start justulating or something. Uh, they, they look pretty gross, honestly. But, yeah, those are, like, eggs or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty fast too. Like every like little collectible he would pop in that tree, like a little bit, a couple more avocados popped up. I'm just like, huh. I don't think how I don't think that's how photosynthesis works around here. But okay, all right. Yeah, the, the troll needs five before the evening is over, so he can like I guess escape to the real world and like permanently or something. I don't know. Like like uh, that's he can resurrect his system. people. Okay. Okay. All these squid birds running around. Anyway, so he gets uh, he gets the first kid, like the third, uh, the, the fucking Hodge wife. He's snatching them up. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, he gets the Macaulay Culkin character. I, I, he gets a random skateboarder character. Yeah, like uh, what's that fucking kid doing out there? It's like this place is in the far edge of town for no reason to be there, and he just he's just there. You gotta hey, do your flips. Uh, but he gets, uh, I think the third one that he gets, is that the little girl? Yes. Yeah, the one that the main right. character has a little crush on. Yeah, and um, like the other two kids, they got snatched up in the woods, and she was straight up in her bed, comfy at home after her fucking Ovaltine mom gave her like some speech about not being scared. He was just like laying beside her, like, yoink. Yeah. Call him Prince Valium because she was out. He that. probably left some stains on that bed, too. Ooh. Now, this is where things start getting a little weird. Because, I, can he teleport? Because he's in her bed. Then he immediately appears at um, the convenience store where Ernest is, quote-unquote, trying to get his blood sugar to combat levels. <laughs> oh, yeah, where he's got all the, like, uh, cupcakes and Twinkies and, like, chocolate milk and stuff. Yeah. And then the fucking cashier sees him and pulls out the double barrel shotgun. He's like, hey, Todd, I guess when you play charades, you really play for keeps. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a little strange. Like, I know it was a troll, but it was a little strange how he pulled the shotgun on the troll. But, like, the kid drew it into his story. He's like, oh, whoa, I guess I'm on the ground now. <laughs> Get robbed, bitch. Like, he didn't even, like, okay, if I saw a troll in real life, something that looked like that... I probably would close up shop early that night. Not this guy. He's got more MEAC to sell. I guess so. Where the fuck that is. <laughs> I looked Meak. it up. Uh, it's actually nothing. It doesn't exist. Oh, good. This is a, a plot device. A.K.A. MacGuffin. It's Indy and his crystal MEAC. Ugh. Uh. But then he's in the store and literally quick cut to the kid... Kenny walking with his buddy and they're like we should be at the school party Kenny and he's like you're right but I haven't seen the girl character and he hears her voice and guess what it's the troll and he got his buddy and turns him into a little wooden fuck doll oh no like, who was that kid random kid he's never seen before and yeah. suddenly and then dead wait which are you talking about number four yes yeah. Hmm. Okay. Because I thought it was one of the bullies, but it is not. Yeah, okay, I thought yeah, suddenly, yeah. like, oh, since it's Halloween, like, the big bully was just like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm, a, I'm in my costume, let's just fucking go to the school and do Halloween stuff. But number five ends up being the bully, right? Correct. Okay. Straight up got fucking trolled in front of the whole town. <laughs> in yeah. front of everyone at the school dance. Just yoink. Uh, is there and he turns him into a piece of wood he's like 
nice costume, shithead, but I can smell a dork a mile away. And he shoves him, and the troll's like, fuck you. This motherfucker gonna push me. Let's not skip over the fact that there is an entire fight scene between Ernest P. Whirl and this troll in the back of a moving vehicle. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is a good the one. Whole, the whole truck bit. Now, this is great because it's kind of a culmination of a lot of things. So, the troll jumps on Ernest's truck, tries to take him out. The first thing he does is trust his instinct, pulls out some troll spray, and sprays it right at the fucking windshield. Yep, when the troll is on the outside of the windshield. And, like, the troll, like, you know, goes away for a second. He's like, see, he's rimshot? It actually works. Then he gets on top of the truck and starts stabbing down a blade. Where did this troll get this, like, is it like a scythe or something? I, I can't really tell what it is, but it's big sharp. fucking knife. Yeah. And he's just jamming it through the roof. Uh, I guess it was in his boot. You know, we didn't check. <laughs> I guess not. Fucking boot scythe. And boy, oh boy, does hilarity ensue once the windshield gets blown out by the troll roaring and Ernest having to escape the truck by climbing into the back while, as Eric mentioned earlier, Rimshot takes the wheel. Yeah, he does. Like, rimshot is my co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get me like, a rimshot. Ooh, hmm. Like, not only does he take care of, like, the steering wheel or whatever, he, like, takes his time, goes down to the floorboard for the gas in reverse. Rimshot! Put it in reverse! I'll eat bumper yeah. booger lips. <laughs> now, how about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? Oh, yeah, it's better. Yeah, yeah. That line has stuck with me since my childhood, and anyone I had ever seen with a runny nose or just fucking a nasty face area, I'd always just be like, look at this booger lips motherfucker. Very <laughs> calling ugly people booger lips for 30 years. Oh, everybody had that kid in like junior high who was always <laughs> snotty. Yeah, everybody had that kid. And then we're treated to uh, an actual murder in the movie because they straight up ran over that fucking little person. <laughs> Wait, which person? The guy in the troll suit. Like, they just straight up oh. just, like, ran his ass over. Like, not just, like, the Did back you? of them, the front wheels, too. <laughs> Wait, you think that's a guy in there? I think they hired no, no, an no, actual this troll. Is, this is headcan. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Dude, it looks so good. For it to be, like, the suit on, you know, clearly a dummy or whatever... When it hits it, it collapses just right. It looks vicious. And for this to be a child's movie, that is fucking graphic destruction of a fucking being. Yeah, like, Ernest even mentions, like, oh, he's just a greasy spot in the road. I'm like, yeah, he is. Yeah, I saw it. You fucking murdered him. And then he's like, where did he go, Ramshot? And then and suddenly he's there. Maybe he can teleport. I don't know. Where does he drop from? Oh, shit, he respawned. <laughs> oh, no. So after that, uh, Ernest takes a trip back to old lady... Hawthorne? Yeah. And, like, he's getting pretty comfortable with her. He's like, hey, uh, you know, this troll is still around. How do we get rid of him? Uh, keep reading this book while I get you out of this uh, fucking oil barrel that you're stuck in. With a oh, giant can opener. <laughs> like this yes. comically large, old-fashioned can opener. It's not even brought up or anything. She's just trying to, like, poke him out of it. He's just like, ow! And it's like, you gotta, I need milk. Ow! Like, he's trying to read this book. Yeah, uh, reading the book. Oh, there's two pages stuck together. Oh, this is how you kill a troll. And obviously to me and you, that is authentic Bulgarian Miak. Bro, there's a fucking picture of a cow. Like, in the book. <laughs> right there. And he's like, Miak. Miak. I love that you mentioned earlier, but, like, it doesn't even exist. But then, like, in the movie world, he just has it. Like, whatever it is. So, that's whenever they make it to the school dance or whatever, and the kid gets transformed into, you know, the bully gets transformed into a wood doll. And he's like, nuh-uh, you ain't doing no trouble here. I'm Ernest, and I got it. Authentic Bulgarian Miak. It's hard to find this time of year. And it's got that, you know, classic jam jar that you would find at a farmer's market where it's a small glass jar with a piece of 
cloth over it held on with a rubber band, and he's just so fucking proud of himself and his Miak. Very well, artisan. Yeah, he's got those connections. Quote him. Well, speaking of authentic Bulgarian Miak. Damn, that was loud. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. What I've got here today is from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. This is their Nitro Merlin Miak Stout. What? What, what? the fuck? <laughs> uh, no, it's a milk stout. Oh, really? It's okay. a milk stout. <laughs> All right. All right. You had me. You yeah, had me. I had you. Uh, this is, I want to say, 5.5% ABV. Yep. Uh, a milk stout. It actually has instructions on actually pouring the drink into a glass. You got to kind of shake it up a little bit and then pour it hard. They call it a surge pour to get the, the nitro really going. It's got like a really interesting like waterfall cascading head development. <laughs> Like if you if you guys anybody has ever had like a, a nitro like at uh, Boddington's or I think some Guinness cans have it too, um, you know what I mean? No. No. All right. The nitrogen in the beer in place of CO two, uh, it gives like because the nitrogen develops much smaller bubbles, it develops a much like creamier and softer mouthfeel. Um, and you know, that's what, that's what you're going for in like a stout, something like this. This description is getting me sweaty. Oh yeah. <laughs> Creamy mouth fills. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, like usually milk stouts are a little bit sweet for me. Usually milk stouts are definitely on the sweet end of things. This is really well balanced though. It, it really is. Something tells me that troll's not going to like it very much because it turns out it's not Miak, it's milk. Oh, no. Oh, uh, So he gets a realization that it's not Miak, but milk. And it only cost him his best friend in the world. Oh, Rimshot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Now he's just the wooden dog. No, I I was so sad. I mean, it's just because Jim Varney just plays it up exactly how you would expect, like someone losing their, you know, man's best friend. Oh yeah, he's he's heartbroken, and the parents are like, "Holy shit, there's trolls! Let's all unite and go fight the trolls!" And let's the run kids... down there in our costumes and not even bring any pitchforks. You gotta bring pitchforks. No tiki like... torches. No pitchforks. What are these? A bunch of fucking Democrats? <laughs> Fucking Ernest is 100% in revenge mode at the moment. Oh, yeah, man. Dude. So, I, I want to definitely get to that piece. So, the kids, they unite. And they say, we're going to go. And the parents ain't listening, but we can do it. But they said no. And Eartha Kitt's like, fuck the police. And they're like, you're right. Yeah. And... <laughs> They fucking robbed the convenience store of all of its dairy goods and super soakers while Ernest, dude, fucking vehicular manslaughter attempt number two. Eric, can you give us the play-by-play? Oh, let's see it on the board. Oh, that's right. There's the troll right next to the tree. Headlights appear from the forest. Look, it's Ernest P. World. This time he's back for blood. He slams the gas. No, not just with his foot, but with his entire fucking leg drives it right into him boom murder second degree thanks now back over to chandler with weather it's gonna rain (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he finally has five children made of wood uh in his trees so they start dropping from the limbs and uh ernest is doing his best to not let any of them hit the ground and he fails completely okay now, this is where we get one of the most beautiful examples of how ignorant Ernest is. Yeah. He says, I can't let them hit the ground. I got to catch them all, he says. One drops, he catches it. Two drops, he catches it. The third one drops, lands on the other two, and he's like, I ain't got no room. So he drops all three and starts to catch other ones, and it's like, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if if they're not supposed to hit the ground, if that is the goal, he should have just started hat like throwing them into his car because the door is wide open right there. Just throw them into like the passenger seat. 
Yeah, it was more like the absence of a door because it got torn off earlier by the troll who's been murdered several times over. Uh, oh, so that weird. was the giant critter ball that had been rolling through town. <laughs> Sweet <-a. laughs> But yeah, then the, suddenly like the entire town erupts from the forest, still in their Halloween costumes. And I know it's a kid's movie, but it's super frustrating. So there are only like two people that are armed and they're easily disarmed. Like, they pull out their guns. Oh, there they go. Yep, both the arms just right out the window. And the fucking sheriff, he had the audacity to say, Hey, you can't do that. I'm like, the fucking trolls, man. The funniest thing about this, during this whole chaos, because now there's like, I don't know, 15, 20 trolls? I don't know how many trolls there are now. But they've all hatched and they're fully grown. Um, they're not, like, killing any of these townspeople because this is a kid's movie. They're just trolling them. Brilliant. Now, let's not glaze over the fact that these trolls hatching from the ground is fucking cool looking. The ground turns red, the leaves are shaking, there's dirt. They come up in these, like, embryonic sacks that rip away to unveil this fucking troll before it starts just running amok. And, like, money was definitely put into it. Or put into another movie and reused in this one, but it still looks fucking awesome. Still, yeah, honestly, like, for what this is, the effects look so fucking good. 100% right there with you guys. And the adults are worthless. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Every sense of the word. <laughs> yes. Ernest says one simple thing. And it's gorgeous, like chaos. Shit hits the fan. He's like, "Oh no, they're gonna blame this all on me!" Like that's just so <laughs> fucking genuine. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, because it kind of is his fault. But anyway, like one of my favorite parts, little snippets of this is, like, you've got one guy, one townsperson in a bee suit. He's getting spanked by one of the trolls. Yep. I don't know if you notice this. He's getting like this is like some S and M stuff. Well, yes. they call it the stinker. Yeah. Uh, Ernest, in trying to defend this townsperson, throws out a bowling ball. Oh, and kills uh, him. Yeah, he just straight <laughs> up murders the guy in the bee suit. Uh, he's not coming back. Rip in peace, B-Man. Yeah. Uh, Bob and Tom show up, and they're, they're, about to, they're taking pictures of this entire thing. They're not trying to stop anything. They're like, oh my god, you beautiful trolls. And just taking pictures of them as they torture humans. Until, of course, the Bob, children are... Okay. Did you get that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're just out for themselves. Oh. They're, I think they're trying to like sell their negatives to the Inquirer for a million dollars or something like that. Yeah, they got a scheme. Oh, there's another thing. Speaking of schemes, uh, up in the treehouse, when he's just trying to do whatever, Ernest pulls out. It's a uh, a bass mounted on a piece of wood with speakers. Is this where they got the idea for like the big mouth Billy Bass? Because that yeah. was that was like way after. That was like I think of that as like 1996, 97. I mean, this you was 1991. Oh no, I can just see the guy pitching it to the CEO. He's like, "It's a it's a fish. What a thing! Know what I mean?" <laughs> Oh. I just hope the writer or director or whoever of this film got credit for that. Because I know Big Mouth Billy Bass sold a lot. But I'm pretty sure the director of this movie is only famous for creating and maintaining the Ernest Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and that should be enough. Ernest Cinematic Universe. Mwah. Love uh, it. I was, I was doing a little bit of reading. There is an Ernest verse. <laughs> an Ernest yeah tell me more uh that's about all i got uh oh i thought you had like details into the ecu like i need more i you you had my attention we'll have to get there when we watch the rest of the uh how many of them are Look, there man, there's, there's, six, seven. Corner. there's seven or eight of them yeah including this so you know we'll get to it in ernestuary so whatever yeah. hey. at least we're making an earnest attempt to see these films uh you know just had to give it a whirl god damn we're on fire gentlemen and then i got it speaking of on fire these kids show up and they're just like lighting these motherfuckers up with super soakers full of milk and 
the special effects here are completely rehashed again from killer clowns from outer space whenever the clowns will get killed and swirl into cotton candy they've just changed the color from pink to orange uh what i really liked was the uh the milk uh carton grenade no like, yeah like, there's a troll the getting it like somebody in a car he cracks open a, a carton of milk and like throws it overhand uh or i guess like you know as you would throw a grenade into the yeah. sunroof what sells it is that after he hucks it into the car he covers his ears with his hands on the way back down yeah like it's gonna be like boom but then they get up into the treehouse, they save Ernest, and we get to see all these gadgets that were used earlier in the film really get put through the works. Uh, they got this helicopter that mailbox drops, fucking, uh, what is that, cottage cheese all over people. They got, like, fans that are blowing dehydrated milk onto them. There's By some the really... just a second. Yeah, go ahead. What is, what is powering that fan? Power. Love. Because uh, they built this in, like, an afternoon in the middle of the woods. Love. It's powered. Uh, how many watts the... does that put out? That's the Ernest? Mm-hmm. A lot. All right. But they kill all these trolls in a very fun fashion. And in the meantime, uh, Booger Lips has now retreated down into the heart of the tree where he has received the staff from Rita Repulsa, and he is going to make her monster grow. (laughs) No, I have written down, make my monster grow! Yes, good. Yeah. I knew there was something about that in this fucking movie. It's very Power Ranger-y, but again, these special effects get kicked up a notch. The troll grows bigger claws. He gets crazy twisty horns. He gets dreads. Uh, he, he gets, gets like, more stuff. out of his neck. Dude, he looks fucking mean. And he jumps out, and Kenny's like, I got you, bitch, and hits him with milk. And he's like, milk has no power over me. And he kills Kenny. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God? He killed Kenny? Dang, uh, you bastards. <laughs> and now we're treated to, like, a really well-shot scene, especially for a movie like this. Um, all the townsfolk are standing around while Lightning Bolt has set on fire like the surrounding area around Ernest and this troll, and it smacked him and knocked him across the room and created some distance. That way they can have this final showdown, and people are screaming like, kill him, kill him! And Ernest is standing up with his milk carton ready to try to do whatever he can to this thing. And Eartha Kitt is standing off to the side, and she has this moment of, it's not that. It's unconditional love, you know, the the heart of a child. And Ernest has this realization, and he drops the milk, and he's like, come here, you. And fuck in shit if this isn't, like, such a fun little scene. I like the juxtaposition of, like, the realization that you need love from, like, you know, a heart or whatever. And he's dancing around with this troll, and everyone's just like, I came here to see a murder. without hesitation the troll jumps into Ernest's arms like I had the time of my life nobody puts trolley in a corner no roadhouse (laughs) good old old little kiss a little peck on the lips (laughs) I was waiting for that the whole movie and he's just got like snot connected from Booger Lips's face to his face. He's making direct contact with the camera. The troll is vibrating viciously and it explodes. <laughs> Just a small mention is that when these trolls dissipate or die, they turn into fucking gory mush in a yeah. kitchen. So there's like a big pile of just like ribs and goop on the ground. <laughs> that is that what Miak is? Now we get the closure of the film which I swear to god since I was a kid I am 35 at the time of recording this I still tear up it gets me no I swear to god I teared up last night I swear to god I did was it the rim shot thing yes extremely wholesome yeah yeah everybody has 
you know, Eartha Kitt snuck her wooden dolls back into the tree so they could be revived. So she gets her sisters back and, you know, some of the other people that were captured during her time. All the children who were caught by the troll this go-around are freed. Uh, even Kenny comes back from being transformed into a piece of wood and everyone's celebrating. And then they turn to see Ernest kind of like with his lower lip, slightly curled, head down, you know. And they're like, what's the matter, Ernest? And ain't nothing in that tree for me. And fuck if that doesn't tear me up every time. And then cute little rimshot starts barking. And then you're just like, yes, yes, end it here. Please, God, end it here when he holds that dog. That dog jumps into his arms and he squeezes it. And the fucking movie cuts perfection. Yep. All is well. He was waiting in the truck for him just the way it needed to be. I'm actually tearing up a little bit right now. It's it's very, very cute. I mean, that's one of the best moments in the whole movie. It's just the back and forth between him and Rimshot. And the fact that, you know, Rimshot could be dead. And he goes on revenge. And he gets his revenge, basically. (laughs) I I mean, it's almost like I'm not even describing an earnest movie at this point. (laughs) And at the very final frame, they're reunited. Yeah, but you gotta think about this, too. For him to beat the troll, he has to forgive the troll. Unconditional love. Yeah. Exactly. He had to go, you know what, man? Come here. I still love you. My final thought is, like, I knew coming into this I was gonna have a good time because I've seen this movie probably 20 times in my life, a lot as a kid. It holds up. Um, There's a lot of good things about it. I don't care at all that the children are bad actors because that's not important at all. Uh, it's wholesome. It's funny. It's a good introduction to kids, uh, you know, into horror. Yeah, it's it's everything you want it to be. Took the words right out of my mouth. This movie completely revolves around Jim Varney as Ernest P. Worrell. His performance alone elevates this picture into the stratosphere. Like, like you said, it doesn't matter how awful everything else is. Ernest is the ticket. I love this movie. I mean, all all of our reviews might be biased. And someone might come in and watch this and be like, oh, it's trash. And if you're that person, fuck you. Okay? This movie has some magic to it that old movies somehow managed to capture that we have lost. And we need to get it back. There you have it. It's magical. It's wonderful. It's wholesome. It's Ernest Scared Stupid from 1991. If you have any strong feelings about the show or the movie itself, leave them in the comment section below. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button too. Hit that little bell icon. Definitely hit that bell icon so you know next time we've got another one brewing. Get out there and follow us on all of our different social media accounts. we got that Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or Reddit. We have a wonderful administrator constantly pumping out new content. So check it out. Or we'll maybe have to give you a bumper sandwich, booger lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate.